Welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic, <laughs> everybody. This is my pick this week. Hey, everybody! Mm. By the way, everybody have a good week. Woo! Wojo's not here because she took a shot, taking a little rest. She had she had the vaccine shot, taking a little rest. So uh, our thoughts are with Wojo. Get through that. We try to yeah. get her to uh, broadcast from her fever bed, but she wouldn't do it. So <laughs> from her fever bed, <laughs> fever bed. <laughs> so uh, maybe next time. Yes. I have a question. Sure. Was I so committed to this show that I came in while in a restroom in Pennsylvania along the turnpike? Uh, I thought yes. you were going to say when you had COVID, but I forgot about. Well, that you did. Bit. You did COVID too. You had it. You no, had COVID. I, I did the show live from a restroom in from the New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. Yes, we actually. You did it you. as a video or a podcast? Yes. We we brought him in. You. <laughs> <laughs> we had a satellite dish. But you weren't posting those as videos at the time, right? They were just audio. Well, that was the what, that was which I think we might have shot video, like but and, we try to bring Sean in. It was the witch FaceTime? We tried Great to do movie. FaceTime. It just didn't quite work. Nice. Out, but, uh, yeah. I'd like to see that. But we one. did. He he was he had you talked. We did. We we had you talking. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. You are committed. Yes. Um. But before we talk about the film I brought, we'll talk about what you watched this week. Let's start with, well, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. Uh, go, go to somebody else. I'm trying to think of what I watched this week. I oh, can't okay, John. John. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump back. Um, well, on our other show, I talked about some of the stuff I was watching. But for the first time in a year, I watched an entire baseball game start to finish. Oh, I watched wow. the Red Sox. Yeah. I have not watched an entire game in a year. And they're on a little hot streak right now. Uh, so it was, it was fun to watch. I, I miss, I miss going to the games a lot. In fact, I'm going to, I bought some tickets. I'm going May 6th to a day game. I'm excited about that. Uh, but that's what I watched. It was fun. It was exciting. Oh. Were there any restrictions on the day game? Like, are they only, yeah, it's, it's, uh, limited to 25% capacity. So you can only buy, you had to buy tickets in pods. So it's going to be spread out all over the place, but I don't care. I just want to go to a game. So I like it pods? better that way. Are the pod sizes limited? Like you can only have like the six people in a pod, eight people. Oh, four. Okay. You can go four. Four in a pod. Okay. Yeah, wow. that's it. Yep. Got to go John, to Texas. The whole point too. of the whole you know? point of the pods is that the pod people aren't. You're not supposed to know that they're the pod people. So now you've blown the invasion plan. You're next. You're yeah, next. See, you blew next. It. Uh, uh, yeah, Debbie. Texas. I'd rather go to a full stadium. Yeah, I would but, go in a heartbeat. Give it, give it time. We'll get there. Sean well, Debbie and I have been watching, and we're not done yet. We've been watching the. Um, Brian Cranston Showtime series, The Judge. Oh. Or is it the, no, Your Honor. Your Honor. How is it? Fabulous. Yeah, you like it, huh? Yeah. Um, it's really heart wrenching. Oh. Mm. That's I mean, what I need right I, now is heart wrenching stuff, so that'd be perfect. <laughs> we were, we <laughs> just watched uh, Brian Cranston doing the rollerblade, wait, the, the roller skating. Where he te- uh, Malcolm in the middle, he teaches his kid to roller skate. Oh, oh my God. That was, he was hilarious on that oh show. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was not teaching anyone to um, roller skate. This no, show. this is a different no. one. Different yeah, vibe. And, uh, you know, it's funny because if you watched, um, you know, Breaking Bad, and I'm sure everyone has, um, his inner evil and rage and resentment, and it, like, all comes to a front as he becomes, like, a master criminal. In this case, he's a judge. But he's growing increasingly evil. But he's making a bunch of really horrible choices. He's breaking bad. John, go get that dog, please. What's going on up there? That's what? Presley. Presley, tell Presley to be quiet. Presley, unk Nikima, unk. 
Presley, Kusamak. Nice, Sean. Good job. Are you going upstairs? Well, well done. Thank you. Well done for a white man. So, so, um, so Cranston is good as usual. Is that what you're yeah, saying? He's really good. Oh, fabulous. You know, it's See, what I, very good. What I wanted. Or very good New Orleans feel to it. What I wanted to see on that show that is dark. Michael Stuhlbarg. He's the uh, the villain, well, the mobster guy, right? The the one whose son dies in the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he good in the show? Oh yeah. my gosh, Baxter! Yeah, he's fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's in the mafioso, and his name's Baxter. You know who they remind me of in that show is uh, the Adams Family. <laughs> the Adams Family. Morticia and. Um, Gomez? Gomez. Gomez, yeah. Oh, you spoke French. Oh, yes, Trish. All right, well, no uh, no will of Drew today. I think Drew is. <laughs> oh, wow, because I got a comment that they were looking forward to that bit. That's a good I guess bit. they haven't published that comment yet, but <laughs> thank you for letting us know. <laughs> Drew. I've been getting a lot of comments uh, about that. <laughs> I I have no problem. Go ahead, Drew. What do you got? So, um. Brian Cranston was in a movie uh, called Godzilla in 2014. <laughs> uh, not like for long. Not I don't. Long. I don't want to talk about that one. Although I, I do like that one. Um, I watched a movie that came out in Japan a few years ago called Shin Godzilla. Uh, I encouraged the Quattrucci brothers to watch it, and we talked about it last night. And I encourage you all to watch it. Um, it's uh, a version of Godzilla that's a completely new. Um, take on the saga it's as if godzilla has never existed and it's the most serious take on it since the original one in 1954 and it's just it's very clever it's got a lot of surprises it's got uh, effects that are both excellent effects and also a really fun and well done tribute to the big guys in rubber suits punching each other and um it's a lot smarter and a lot more um thoughtful screenplay than godzilla versus kong which i enjoyed but Shin Godzilla is the movie that I keep coming back to and keep thinking about since I've seen it more than any movie I've seen in a while, except for a promising young woman. So, yeah, it's a good see one. the Japanese version. Don't see yes, the Japanese version. language. Thank you. John. I watched yeah, the, the Japanese version. Language version. It's very yeah. interesting. It, it, it tackles. You're saying watch the Japanese. Yes. Watch, watch, the watch Japanese. it with subtitles. With yeah. subtitles. So what does Shin mean? Well, Shin is it's, it's funny because it depends on which Japanese script you write it in, but it means different things, including chaos and God and all this different stuff. And so just the fact that that's included to the Japanese audience, because again, I I know I miss some things not being Japanese, but to the Japanese audience, that's an even broader uh, expansion and a new wrinkle on the whole thing. Because of course, everybody in Japan especially knows who Godzilla is, but the people who uh, made the movie said, okay, well, you don't know him like this and in a really clever way. So. But there's a lot of references to the 1954 version. There's music beats. There's uh, there's all yeah, kinds of music. stuff. It's it's really well, really, really well done. I liked it a yep. lot. And it tackles what drove me crazy about the Godzilla King Kong, which is I can't stand the destruction and no talk about the destruction. This movie is all about uh, boardrooms and talking about the destruction. It's, it's it really gets into the nuts and bolts and how are we going to get all these people out of here? It's quite good. So yeah, it's very realistic. Yeah. I think for good a movie choice. about a giant monster. is it available on streaming i guess it is yeah you can you can rent it um if you rent it from amazon you can look it up and it'll say shin godzilla don't rent that one that's the english dubbed one look for shin godzilla japanese version yeah Yeah, i think it was 399 i think it was they're both yeah they're both four bucks so yeah It's, it's a good watch it's really good
And I'm sure it's better than the uh, Matthew uh, Bro- Broderick. Um, we don't. Well, what did he I mean? Everything. Godzilla. I don't remember that. Everything is better than that, though. That's no, not no, everything. Guys terrible. Terrible. Brad, uh, what you get? get to think Brad, have you had time to think about it Ooh, now? Cult. I ha- well, yeah, I had to refresh my memory. So we wanted to go something mm. funny this weekend, just something light and kind of silly. So we watched Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. With uh, Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg is that who's in that? Such a funny movie. Yeah, that was a really really funny. Um, you know, kind of like the documentary, almost like a behind the music type style. Um, yeah, very, very funny about, you know, he's, he plays in a, he's in a popular group, the style boys, <laughs> the style ends up boys. going and they're very popular and have something called the donkey roll. And it's it, 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 it just silly, but it, 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 they, they nailed the, the, this, the genre really well. It, it was just, it was very funny. Mm. So yeah, it, that was a very light take, you know, away from, this serious movie that we have here. So you cleansed your palate with that movie. I loved his hot rod. You ever see hot rod? Yeah. The stunt guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, we talked about, before we started recording, we talked about the Dana Carvey documentary. John, what's the name of that one? Uh, the uh, I can't remember the name of it. The the worst disaster or something. The fail, the biggest failure. Fantastic documentary about the making of the Dana Carvey TV show that came out in the nineties, I think on ABC. It's great. What I want to talk about is the other thing I streamed. And I think Sean, this will hit your wheelhouse. I watched for the first time in my life, uh, midnight cowboy. Oh, really? Yeah. I had never seen it. You know, I obviously I've seen bits and pieces and you know, and fantastic. I'm walking here. Fantastic. And, um, this is what I love about, we talked about this in the other show that we do. This is what's great about streaming is you go, you know, I haven't seen this thing in forever. I think I'll try to find it. I use that watch. Well, you know, where you watch it or something, the app watch, home, yeah. found it on prime or something, two bucks and, uh, rediscovered, re- not rediscovered, discovered that film and was blown away by obviously John Voigt, Dustin Hoffman, Sylvia Miles, I, I Brenda Vaccaro, very early Brenda Vaccaro. Brenda Vaccaro. It's just it's just a great film. So I'm glad I was able to. What's uh, the other show you talked about it? What was the show that you talked about it on? What was the name of the show? Uh, Stream Quest. Oh, Stream Quest. Stream Excellent. Quest. You know, all these shows, you can subscribe, hit the notification button, share sure it. Sure can. I mean, it's in the red productions. It's huge. It's huge. Big bigger than the microchip. Big umbrella. Huge. All right. So that, but the film I brought today and every I, I'm getting a vibe that this is a tough. No, I can't wait to talk about this. movie. Um, it's a. Uh, Academy Award nominated film yeah. called yeah, Promising Young Woman. A very weak year. Oh, yeah. wow. Obviously, I see where we're going. Promising Young Woman starring Carrie Mulligan, Alison Brie, Clancy Brown, Adam Brody. I think there's going to be some interesting talk about this. I'll describe <laughs> it a little bit. Um, Promising Young Woman starring Carrie Mulligan, who I didn't realize was British until I saw her in Sunday Night Live this weekend. I was like, holy cow, she's British. No idea. Um, <laughs> It's about a young woman who um, had some trauma that happened in her past. And the way she's dealing with the trauma is she goes into bars, pretends to be completely drunk, has men pick her up, take her home or whatever. And interesting things happen. Um, And it's sort of a it's, you know, obviously it's a it's a a me too kind of movie about um, past rape stuff that went on um 
I go to the closet. Uh, it's hard for me to. I just. I want to kind of get into it because I just think we're. I, I, I'll just flat out say I thought the film was fantastic. Um, I, I, I thought it was going to be a horror movie. I don't want to give away. The other thing is, it's it's so it's so new. I don't want to give away any spoilers. Like I kind of want to talk about the film if we can't. Just give people a warning. Okay. They here we go. See Spoiler and, warning. And we're going to talk okay. about it. Okay. Um. I thought it was. I thought Carrie Mulligan did a fantastic job. No, I've known. I've seen her in like Drive and some other stuff. I know she's done a ton of things, so I shouldn't even talk like I know. But I thought she was fantastic in this. I like the flip flop. Again, I'll say it. I thought it was going to be a horror movie, that, especially after that first scene where she comes out and she's eating a taco on the street and the guys are whistling at her and you see whatever was on her arm. I thought was blood at the time. It may have been blood. I have no idea. Um, but it took a turn. Um, an interesting turn to deal with someone who had past trauma. It didn't actually happen to her. It happened to a friend of hers, but still it affected her, obviously, uh, incredibly. And how it affected everybody else around her. And also the flip-flop they did on the nice guy. As you know, even in the trailer they said, I'm a nice guy. Well, I'm a nice guy. And I don't know if you noticed, but all the actors that play all the nice guys are nice guys in TV series that are on. Um, and they're always playing nice guys, including McLovin, right? You know, he's in there as a, that, the writer. Sean, I'm, I'm sure you liked his scene about the writer, you know, yes. snorting the coke and talking about his book. Um, and everybody said the same thing. I'm a nice guy. Um, and and then the, the, I was completely invested in the film. And I watched it. I watched it once. And then I watched it with Maria because I wanted to get. And, and she was I said something interesting. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. When it first came up, I said to her, this movie's going to, this movie's about bashing men. It's going to make men look like a-holes. Because that, that, that very first scene in that, in that, that bar where everybody's dancing, the slow motion and the panning up the khakis of the guys and the guys are slapping their own asses and they're high-fiving each other and doing the white man overbite, all the stuff that you just know you've done. And she, her, you know, her take was not, they're not making look like ass. They're just making men look like men. And and she's not saying that all men. It wasn't about all men being a holes. It was just that this is what women have to deal with all the time. Just the ones on the podcast. And 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 it just was an interesting take. I thought so. I don't want to. I don't want to. I kind of want to get into the what you guys thought because I think there's going to be interesting take. But um, Drew could probably explain because he's seen this a dozen times. Only three. Uh, okay, three. Uh, three dozen. I think you watched it. It streamed it twice and bought the Blu-ray, right? Yeah, so I've I've spent more than sixty dollars on this movie, and I'm, why don't you do, you, you do a much better it. job describing? Did you watch it? it does it have a director's commentary? The DVD? I haven't watched any extras. I'm not sure what's on the disc. Um, I've I've watched a bunch of interviews with Emerald Fennel, who's the writer director, and Carrie Mulligan. They are quite a team together. Um, the way they put this movie together and told the story and stuff. Um, I don't know what do you, what do you want me to say about the the story, Ralph? What I guess do you mean? I think it's a. I think I have no idea. I just thought. You'd be more articulate than I was. Well, I don't. I just. I don't think it's a movie about how all men are bad. Uh, I think no. it, it looks like the, what you said. I, it's not the movie that I expected. And if the movie was about a woman who was raped and then is going around and getting a detailed, sophisticated revenge on people, I mean that movie's been made before, and that's really satisfying. And I mean, I watched John Wick kill a whole bunch of people because they killed his dog for three movies and counting, and I enjoy that. But it's not that movie, and it's not about how all men are bad. Uh, it's one of those movies. It's about something that people don't 
know or don't want to know or don't like to know, which is it's not that all men are bad. It's that all women are vulnerable mm-hmm. and often um, are, are damaged, injured, raped, murdered, all those things because of that. And, you know, her whole life is twisted by what happened to her friend, Nina, and um, she can't get past it. And I, I think it's, um, it's just, it's such an incredible mix of all these different things. It's a, it's a thriller. It's a mystery. It's a character study. It's all this really satisfying stuff. And the casting alone, like you said, you know, and you've got, you know, bit parts are people like Molly Shannon, uh, you know, a comedian actor and all this different stuff. And it's funny because the, the, it's it's not really that she gets revenge on people until the end of the movie. That's where she gets some version of justice, but she basically gives everybody a chance to come back from what they did when, um, when her friend was um, assaulted and then ultimately uh, took her own life. And that's not usually what you see in a revenge movie. You don't see somebody giving uh, their, their, uh, their targets a chance, you know? So this, everything about it was, was very unexpected and, and very smart. And you mentioned uh, Clancy Brown played her father, and you know, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, amazing cast. Yeah, and he he was in another rapey movie we just saw. Which yes, uh, he's in Shawshank Redemption. Oh, right. You know, it's funny. I just want to say, John, you're you're muted. I'm muted. John is. Oh, no, Sean, Sean, you're good. I'm just not no, hearing. What I was going to say is that Wojo was like saying that uh, earlier that she didn't want to do. Uh, I was talking to Ralph about this. She didn't want to have a bunch of rapey movies. Cause, and I'm like, well, you, and Ralph, Ralph's like, well, we haven't been that rapey. I'm like, Wind River. And he goes, well, you know, Wojo bought, brought in um, Shawshank, and that was rapey, too. A little bit. A little so, bit. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Sean. I, I can, and I'll give you Michelle's perspective on this when you. But go, go ahead. Go. Do it. Go for it. Yeah. So, um but, no, she did like the movie. Um, well, she was very interested to see it because of the the storyline because, and she um, had a very similar take to Maria's take on this because um, it, and again, it's not necessarily that all men are assholes, but she, I think the point that the movie is trying to get across and that Michelle, you know, got from this is that um, men don't understand what women have to go through and how they get slapped and pinched and she's had her bra snapped and different things like that. And, you know, and guys just laughing at it like it's no big deal. And it's traumatic to women. And that's just, and that's not even as bad as what happened to, you know, her friend Nina in this. And she said, she's, this woman's my hero. <laughs> she was joking and joking away. But, um, but obviously the woman lost it. You know, she, I mean, this, this trauma that she, that her friend experienced that she, and of course it, it's interesting because they never really say what happened to Nina. I mean, you know, she's gone, but they never, I mean, you assume she killed herself because obviously she did, she didn't die from the trauma because she had it in court and they said she had dropped the case and everything they forced her to drop the case. But um, obviously this was a very traumatic thing to her and it, it kind of made her snap. And, um, and I, I, I think that was kind of the real print. Like you said, I don't think it's um, necessarily about revenge as it, as much as it is about, um, men under trying to get a better understanding of what women deal with on, you know, from a, you know, being sexually assaulted or, you know, from that perspective. So well, Maria brought up and I know I, this, this is, you know, we brought it up in one of John and I's early brought uh, cue it up about what my sisters have gone through, 
And even Maria was saying, you know, she works at a place. Guys are rubbing up back when she was 16, 15 years old. Guys are just casually rubbing up against, you know, it's just uh-huh. stuff that we as guys don't think about, you know, and, you know, and, and this, this movie said something to me because I have a 19 year old daughter who's now living in New York City. And I just want her to watch this and go, okay, just, just understand what the world is out there. And uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it affected me. And, um, and, and Carrie Mulligan, I can't say enough. I just couldn't get over her performance and, 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 and what she was doing. And, and, her, and, the, and, and the biggest confrontation to me, the most interesting one was her and Alison Brie when, you know, her friend from college uh, and, and what I thought was going to happen. This is what I mean. This movie kept, uh, I, was kept I kept expecting things to happen that didn't happen. And, and it showed Carrie Mulligan's humanity or the character she was playing, the humanity of this woman who, like Drew was saying, is trying to get these people to admit what happened and just say, I'm sorry. And the one person who did was the lawyer who went after all these people all the time. And his, his, you know, change and what, what, how she reacted to that change. I just found it fascinating, but I want to hear. You notice, some, you notice ahead, that ahead, Alfred, you. Alfred Molina, who plays that lawyer that you're yeah. talking about at the end of the movie, when she is going to go to the bachelor party and does not know what's going to happen and how it's going to go, who does she trust right. to do the right thing with the information, to get the information to the police, to whoever needs to know about it. She trusts Alfred Molina. Because he's a man who said, I was terrible. I deserve whatever is coming to me. I deserve whatever you think is coming to me. I mean, if he's a lawyer that defends um, accused rapists, uh, it was pretty clear he'd done it a lot of times. But he knew who she was. He said he'd been waiting for her. He knew who Nina was. He probably knows and feels the shame of 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 all of those cases that he thinks that he did something wrong and she knows that he feels that way and that um she doesn't have to have the guy beat him up that she paid to do that that was waiting outside and that she can count on him when he gets the package with the yeah. phone and the the details to do the right thing and i mean you know that's that's a guy who essentially destroyed her friend's life after her friend's life was first destroyed by being assaulted right. but he he changed and so it's really I mean, and then, you know, again, it's the casting. Alfred Molina's in what, two scenes? Yeah. Uh, you know, amazing. Yeah. An amazing performance. All right. Uh, Debbie and Sean. And John, I, I, I want to hear well, some. I, I, um, I really thought this movie was, didn't make any sense to me. It didn't, it did not. Uh, it was the, the writing. Now, the acting, Carrie Mulligan, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her a mulligan because I thought she was, she was great. You know, if this movie was a comedy or, um, you know, something lighthearted, but um, it, it just threw me off and I just didn't believe it. It was stupid because no way uh, you're in medicine in medical school and your friends you know, women in medical school, they're treated like prima donnas. This is like something that's not true. You know, your friends, your cronies are your classmates. You're working together. You know, you're studying together. You're, you're challenging each other. You're sharpening swords with each other, men and women. So to have something like this be reduced to, you know, a, a group of doctors raping 
their fellow doctor. It just didn't make sense to me. That doesn't happen in the real world. So it happens, me, but it, well, Debbie, it happens, happens every day world. in the real world. People work together well, all the time. Including doctors are. Do you don't put doctors on a pedestal? Wait, oh, Debbie does put doctors on a pedestal. Oh, well, okay. But I'm saying this is the, like in the, in when I was, you know, when I was in um, pre-med, which my, my degree was, I had to take all the chemistries, all the biologies, all that, that uh, doctors had to take. And then they went on for four more years to medical school. But that's when they start raping people. (laughs) Well, it, you got, you, you're not going to be, oh, it just didn't make any sense to me. It doesn't go against her personal experience. That's not going to school with doctors. I, I just, you know, they're still doctors are friends of mine to this day. I have a high regard for doctors this was like a slap in the face to the medical profession and then the writer is educated at oxford and i'm thinking what the heck maybe oxford university i mean that's like saying priests would never i mean you can't no, she has no, no respect for doctors no, than priests. no i understand that but how can you these guys in if you the, the the movie the premise of the movie is they're 21 years, 20. How old were they? They were young people. They were 20, 23, 24. We probably. don't know how old were they were when they started. You have no idea. I mean, well, I do because, you know, you start in after yeah. high school, 18, and then to 22, you, you Get your, graduate from. Okay. So they're still young people that this young people. Yeah. But then, then this, this, this woman, Cassie, the character, uh, she was 30. So, and she's blaming, she's, wasting her life something happened and she's going to um you know be judge jury and executioner on something that happened to somebody else well it just was it was just to me it was okay i don't want my my um experience as a you know a woman strong woman coming up in my life is no nobody who's going to do something like it's going to affect me. They're not going to get inside of me. You know, if, if I happen to be, have been raped, that's something that somebody did, but that has nothing to do with me. That doesn't, if you know, that, that penetration is not going to penetrate me. It's not going to change my life. It's not going to ruin me. Cause then they, well, then you're very lucky. Yeah. And you're very lucky to not to not you're very lucky to not have uh, the experience of trauma that most people have. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that if that's your personal experience, that, that I think that's very fortunate. I, I believe that women are a lot stronger than um, than that. And and that's why, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll just say this. I was raped <laughs> and the situation was I didn't let that destroy me. And um, I moved forward with my life and I. I just thought I'll be damned if that's going to affect my life. And I move forward and you know, I'm pretty, pretty stable about that. That's, that's something that somebody else did, not me. That's not nothing to do with me. It's not because I was drinking Well, I was drinking, but you know, whoops, that's not a cause to get raped, but that's true. Know, it's not, it's yeah. not because that's not why, but you know, I am careful I, I don't think, but that, you didn't find that the message of this film. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, just the, the message, fact alone, wait, Debbie, just the fact alone that you, I mean, 
you said I was drinking. I'm not going to. The message here is that shouldn't happen to anybody at any time. Well, yeah, it, it shouldn't happen to you. It shouldn't happen to anyone. Anybody. Well, there's yeah. murders. There's murders. And well, we're not talking. Okay, but let's stick but to I this. But I don't think I don't think a group of dogs. See the way this was the whole thing. I asked her if I, if it was a group, if it were a group of um, architectural students, would you buy the movie? And she said yes. So doctors are <laughs> okay. Well, there's the pedestal no, again. I, I so she she does have a very she does put doctors on a pedestal. She just I even went to Google and looked up doctors who rape. You know, just to say, you know, look, uh, doctors do. What a movie show. We watched Hospital. There was a doctor rape in that one. Uh, yeah, but it was cathartic. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. John, John, we'll let I want to I, I want to get around and we'll get back. We'll get back because this is fascinating. John, uh, look, John not- called me last night after he saw the film and said to me, what is wrong with you guys? Literally said, what's wrong with yeah. you guys? So I want to know what that sentiment was about. I just feel like, you know, this movie is not my cup of tea. And you guys all say, all of you have said, well, it's not about bashing men, except all the men, except two, were creeps. In the entire movie, every man was a creep. The three construction guys that whistled at her were creeps. The boyfriend, who was, which you could... You could read that coming a mile away. The sweet boyfriend who knew the friends. As soon as that woman had the phone and said, I've got a tape, that telegraphed exactly what was going to happen. And the the sweet guy that loved her was going to be a creep. That's what was going to happen. The bachelor party at the end, they set the guy up. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He said, no, I love her. I don't want to do anything like this. She, She forces herself on him handcuffs him he could have said no he, he said, said he, no he goes look i'm not comfortable no i if I, I don't get paid if we don't go upstairs he didn't want to go upstairs. still could have said no you see, okay, okay so let's not pretend like let's pretend, let's not pretend like when she sat there in the beginning you talked about your daughter would your daughter sit there absolutely shit-faced spreading her legs out for them to see to lure the guy i have no to take her I, home i hope not so to me Okay, she's got a little responsible. For, I'm not saying for the uh, for the end result actions, but for kind of luring the guys, the nice guys, right? So, so for me, it's not it's not my cup of tea. Now, I will say, I thought her performance was was excellent. I really enjoyed her performance. Uh, it was it was so uh, up and down. You know, you could see what she was dealing with. But it's just one of these movies that, for me. It's not why I want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch a movie and then talk about rape and, <sighs> and what, what people have to go through for, for, you know, a movie review show. That's for, for me. That's just not what I want to do when I watch a movie. And as I'm watching this movie, that's what's going through my head. It doesn't mean I take away from the performance because I don't. And I, I'm not going to say I wasn't interested to see what was going to happen. And I found that last scene extremely disturbing. Um, but her her plan that this was probably going to happen also seemed to be kind of out of left field to me. But the, for me, it's just not my it's not my cup of tea. It's not you guys know my taste in movies, so I'm not I'm sure you're not surprised about how I feel about it. So that that's that's the thing with me. So that's what There's I thought. Also, about. I mean, okay, okay. The one thing I can point out too is that even though yeah, you said they made a lot of the guys out to be creeps, but it wasn't. She was also. 
um, getting doing some this to a couple of women to get them to make sure just because they were pushing stuff under the rug too. You know the the dean at the school. It's you funny, know, Barton, John, Barton, he, he her just, friend. I mean, her close. You know, her friend, yeah. you know, Alison Brie, and the teacher so when she pretended to men. kidnap the daughter. You just did the exact thing that the movie made a point of: is you blame the woman. Uh, yeah, that's just what I did. Well, you blame you have that's to exactly blame. what I did, Russ. I blame, blame the woman because she was sitting there spreading her legs. You no, said it's her not... fault because she, she was spreading her legs. No, I Those said you brought up your daughter. Over and do I what said, they would did. you would you want your daughter to do something like that's that? That's not the point. I'm talking What's about in this point? film. You're blaming the woman. I'm not blaming. She, uh, I'm blaming did. the woman. I'm blaming. So you completely blame the woman. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You didn't blame the guy that took her home and did what he did. Except you forgot the part when I said I'm not talking about the end result. Okay, when I said that, still I'm not blaming her. the woman. All I'm saying but, is you still blamed her. So I you, keep you, hearing you led right into creeps, what the movie's about. Yeah. And it's I, the same thing that Connie Britton scene where she's the, played the dean of that college. And even she as a woman, you'd think, okay, she's going to side with this. And she didn't. Because it's all about, you know, you can't. Uh, it's, so I, I think that's why it's so powerful. For me, that's why it's so hit, hit home for me. Because to, to buy into any, you know, you put, pre, you put uh, doctors on a pedestal. The minute you start putting people on pedestals, that's when this shit, that's when this shit happens. Because Ralph and I know one thing. Only editors belong <laughs> on a pedestal. Listen, we could all go back in our past and look at what happened in 90s and 80s, and, and we could all be in this situation. So I'm not, I'm not saying I'm an innocent dude. And I think that's part of where the guilt comes, like this is making guys look. Because we all know how we think. We all are those guys. We're all the construction guys. Come on who are looking at a beautiful woman walking across the street. All of us do that. Not a one of us guys in this group, and probably Debbie did it for guys, too. Who knows? No, I'll tell uh, you what. I, I, I'm on a different plane. I don't understand a lot of this, uh, what's going on in psychology or what's going on. But when I would go to work and there would be construction guys working there and they would be whistling, I was so happy. I wouldn't look in their direction, but it made me feel, you know, they were appreciating my self, me. And I, I really liked that. And even when we went to Italy, my cousin, my cousin, who's been, she's, she's like Italian, totally Italian. She said, oh, now when we go to Italy, you're going to, guys are going to pinch you and don't be surprised. Well, I was going to Italy, kind of looking forward to it, and, <laughs> and, and nobody pinched me. <laughs> I was so disappointed. My and cousin, got, on the other hand, on her on her side, she like because guys would follow her. Oh into my stores. gosh, they were like, and I was living vicariously. We we would go into a shop, and there'd be guys going into the shop. She goes, Debbie, watch, and she would go in, and then I would you know follow her, and then sure enough, those guys would come into the to the shop. You know, and she got pinched, but I, I never experienced that. You Sorry, know, I, Sean, Sean. OK, don't don't. OK, but yeah, well, let me talk. Let's, yeah, let's, I want you to talk about, talk the, about the movie as a movie. Thank you. Yeah, Please do. <laughs> yeah. So I will say that this movie validated something of mine. As you know, I am a screenwriter. Ooh, ring bell. No, just kidding. But <laughs> I do a series of blogs about um, screenwriting, writing tips. And there was something I've noticed about films from the 70s that have a you know, I've read every book probably printed up until about 2010 about screenwriting, and they never dealt with the issue of films that have um, 
you know, dark endings. Because there's always at the end of the second act or something called The Big Gloom, which is the title that sort of sticks to it. It's that all is lost moment. But if you watch films that have a um, bad ending, there can be no big gloom at the end of the second act because the big gloom is the end where the person dies or whatever. So I wrote a blog called, and I noticed it structurally, no one else had ever written about this. The structure at the end of the second act of a movie that has a, where the character dies or something, there is a big triumph. And I wrote a blog called the big triumph. So I, I have to pat myself on the back because I think I'm the first person to deal with that in screenplays. So when they had that big musical montage where she's like, um, you know, her and the guy are in love, you know, and it looks like it's going to work out. I think I turned to uh, Debbie and our guest and said, Oh, she's going to, she's, well, we, we paused, but uh, I said, it's not going to work out well, you know? <laughs> and then my friend who had seen the movie previously said, what do you think is going to happen? You know, I said, she's going to die. <laughs> I could tell because she was big. She was happy at the end of the second act. So I knew she had to die because structurally it's the only way it would work having that scene there. And um, I, I just, I just, as a story, I didn't believe it, uh, you know, and it's not that I didn't believe the overall story. It isn't that I, I disapproved of the overall story. It's like there were so many things that were not explained or just didn't make sense in the real world to me. Like she had done this a lot. There were pages of right. and crosses. The book. And if you noticed in the book, she was using red pencils and black pencils. And um, we only ever saw, you know, quote unquote, dates or incidents that involved the black pencil, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm wondering what happened in the red pencils. Yeah, we I don't just know. don't believe on a store in a story that unless she was and they didn't say what town she lived in. I don't think she could have done that as many times as she did without a being completely exposed and people know, and like the one guy does know who she is, but, um, or being killed, you know, cause you know, I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more if she killed these people, you know, of course she couldn't have killed that many people cause that would have been noticed too. But to me, it's sort of like, it doesn't, you know, I didn't see what it was approving just to say, ha, ah, you see, I wasn't yeah. drunk. Shouldn't you, don't you feel bad? And I'm sure the guys, Probably any guy who was willing to have sex with a girl while she's drunk or asleep like that, he would probably felt bad for a second, but I'm sure he would, you know, do it again, you know, because it's just, you know, his nature. He's not like, well, I should remember what that one girl said. You know, I, you know, to me, I don't think that would necessitate change. And it also really pissed me off with the handcuffs. Yeah. You know, why, that why one handcuff does, just happened. Doesn't just, yeah, happened to come loose. Why? Because it needed to for the story, you know, and that, that handcuff thing just like ruined, ruined the film for me. You know, it's like there's a million ways you could have set that up that that was going to happen if you really wanted to do it. But to me, that it was just it was just sloppy. You know, it was sloppy writing. So if you say, you know, your brother is blaming the woman. Well, I'm blaming the, the I'm blaming the screenwriter, screenwriter. who happens. To <laughs> you know, I think these things, you know, it was just a commu a um, accumulation of a lot of little things like that. And I think this is a kind of a movie that's that's trading on an issue, and because there's an issue involved, yeah. you're you're supposed to overlook, yeah, you know, um, you're supposed to overlook story for it. But I just. 
I don't think she could have done this a hundred times without being killed by someone. Yeah. She there said being... a bunch of people were doing it, though. She said what? she's not the only one. Yeah, but I don't believe that she was saying Well, that was a story. That was the cover story. That was a cover yeah. story. Oh. And here's the thing. Sure. I don't like to be manipulated like that in this movie. <laughs> I felt like I was watching an ABC school, ABC. After oh, school. my God. Every movie's a manipulation. I thought it was Come a on. Shawshank Redemption, Redemption was a manipulation. You guys all talked about You're the supposed to be manipulated the in the movie. That's, that's a manipulation. Right. Don't tell no. me you don't. That's, that's crap. I don't want to be manipulated by a movie. Come on. We don't want to be obviously manipulated. Obviously. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All I movies mean, are manipulated. Every movie manipulates you. I, right. I read that they changed the ending. They added the ending things. to this. All these little, and I wish I had written them down because there were a bunch of them. Every time I'm getting into the movie, something like that happens, and um, and it um, and it just would piss me off, you know, because it would take me out of the movie. It's just a lot of little things. I like that. Okay. I love that the mother gave her the gift, the luggage. The mother and father. That was gift. actually one of the best moments. Don't try and talk me out of the Okay, okay, okay. So you meet your 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 boss, your boss, okay, the woman's boss in the coffee shop. She says to the doctor, she's dating this doctor, and she says, "What kind of doctor are you? I'm a baby doctor." And you know Take what it. she says? How many babies have you killed? Or kids have you killed? How many kids have you killed? Now, what is that mean? What does that mean? Would you ever? You meet a doctor. Your somebody. Your your child is getting married to a doctor or somebody, and somebody says, "How many kids have you killed?" Um, really? It seemed really out of character because her friend was trying to get her out, trying to get her to date, and then it's sort of like she's driving this guy yeah, away. That's so stupid, you know. But that that was just like one of like. Yeah, about- but spitting in the coffee didn't drive no, him away. That. Nothing was I like that. I, I like that. that was I like that he drank it. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I would have drank it. I'm like, yeah, th- I would have drank it. But then again, that some was of you- one scene. If it would have been a different movie, if she would have written a different movie, if this would have been a light comedy. Or a you know satirical movie, yeah. I would have loved it, you know, and did something like that. But no, it's got to be punishing men. I would I would debase myself. Well, I would not want to see this as a comedy because I would not find that funny at all. You wouldn't so. find that funny drinking the spit. The, the movie in general, I mean. Oh, okay. It would not, yeah. be, it would not be good as a comedy. I would have liked it better if and she was killing have to the guys. Everything. Yeah. Drew, get it. I like medical school. I like medical school stories. But this is not, you know. Well, it's post-medical school. And that's great, Debbie, that you didn't have that experience, that you had a good experience, but not everybody does. Well, she and, listen, and if, you, if you ask. If you oh, ask. You meant about the school. The school. Okay, yeah, okay. But, the school. You, okay. If you ask a man, if you ask a man, what's the worst thing that could happen when you go on a date? They'll probably say, oh, I didn't get laid. If you ask a woman, what's the worst thing that could happen if you go on a date? They'll probably say I could get murdered because that's the truth. This movie is real as far as what the experience of being a woman is. If that's not your personal experience, that neither invalidates your personal experience because it doesn't. But that also doesn't mean that it's not true. I mean, there's a reason this movie has connected so many people that doesn't mean that it has to connect with you that doesn't mean that you have to like it like i really thought i I presumed that john you were going to say this movie is not my cup of tea because you like to go to the movies for fun i also think you're someone who can appreciate a movie 
for its craftsmanship, for the choices it makes, all that kind of stuff. Not that you have to appreciate this movie for that, but that's why I think it's worth everybody's time to see this movie. The The problem is also, I, I think this movie is a tragedy. I don't think it has a doom and gloom ending. In fact, I think the ending is the most unrealistic part. It's very satisfying as a movie. I thought but yeah. most of the time a woman in this situation gets murdered uh, and uh, there's no justice. And what her goal was, was to get justice. And she got justice. The people who murdered her get arrested. And we don't see what happens to them. I mean, odds are they she won't get enough herself. punishment, that sort of stuff. Okay, I, let me make this point. She murdered herself i think that's bullshit i'm sorry i don't think i don't think that i don't think that you can say i don't think you can say i made myself vulnerable and then i got murdered that's my fault she wasn't making herself vulnerable she was looking for for vengeance she expected she was going to die that's why she she put herself in harm's way she thought yeah she did because of what she thought she was doing was right for her friend i'm not saying i think that's right but that's what she was doing Everything yeah, she was did doing, in the movie, you know? everything she did in the movie makes sense. If if your experience with trauma and what trauma does or doesn't do to your life isn't the same, again, that's yeah. fine. That doesn't invalidate your experience. But I mean, I, I I can relate to a lot of what happened to this person in this movie, and I cannot relate to a lot of what happened because I'm not a woman. But I didn't spend the movie saying I don't know why she feels why she feels that way because that this is a woman and her story is my friend and you know there's there's something about and they were friends since they were kids and there's something about kids and I think especially girls you're my best friend I would do anything for you she feels in a lot of ways that she couldn't protect her best friend and she wanted to get justice for her best friend. That may or may not make sense, well, that's but I believe that that's what her character wanted to do, and her character believed that extremely. Other people, like you said, other people may have had the same experience, and they could go on with their lives, and that may or may not be healthy. They don't pretend that what she's doing is good for her. They don't pretend that anybody thinks it's healthy, but no, I didn't spend fact, any part of the Molly movie not Shannon. understanding it. The mother of Nina said, stop doing this. Stop. Right. Move you on. need to move on. And you this character on. I mean, could people not were telling her stuff. So she was, there was something wrong with her. There's no question. She was going on a path that was not going to end well. Well, look, I, I mean, some, right. of what, I think- some of what she does is she does, she does what she, what she, what a lot of people wish they could do when they're confronted with situations. You wish you could, you could tell somebody what you're doing is wrong. That scene where that guy is an asshole to her in the car right? and she gets out of the car and she smashes his truck and the, the Wagner is playing. I mean, it's an amazing scene. Yeah, it's who doesn't want to well do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you can't relate to that, then I, I would say that that you're relate. unusual for not being able to relate right. to it. But most would, people uh, that, that relate to that, I've never done that. I, I'm not going to do that. Listen, I, don't I want to reiterate that. something because Maria, uh, listen, Maria said exactly what Drew just said. And I'm not, it's not expert on everything. I'm not trying to say that. But she has always said to me, at any moment when a woman goes out with a guy, because I, I met Maria through online dating, right? So she's been out on a bunch of online dates. And she said the exact thing that Drew just said is, you always think that at any moment you could be murdered. It's, I, I know that it seems odd to have that feeling, but you're in that vulnerable situation that you could be, you don't know what's going to make that thing go. And, and I think that's, that's what this movie tapped into, the vulnerability and 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 then the second part of it, which is nobody believes that you're that vulnerable. It can't be true right. because I don't feel that way. I never feel that vulnerable. Right. Well, you can't put yourself in that situation. 
So it's just, I, it seems disingenuous that you would like throw it away and go, ah, move on. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Come on. You can't do that. Well, I think and that's what this movie brought up for me. I think in our society today, there's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And, sure. you know, I think. And that- anger. There's a lot of dudes out there who get pissed off because well, they feel like I deserve. This is how many people get shot because some dude deserves to have sex with people. And he thinks he should be having sex with anybody he wants because he's a cool dude. Incels, whatever that is, where people who get yeah. frustrated because they can't, you know. San Bernardino shooter. Right. He's just one of them, yeah. Right. That's one out of how many. Yeah. And as a woman, how do you negotiate? I don't know how you do it. Maybe I, you know, I applaud you. I applaud your strength. I really do. I truly do. But I just don't think, I don't know how you do it. You got to be, you got to be strong. You know, you have to face life on life's terms. These things happen. People do get, um, you know, murdered. They get uh, raped. But that shouldn't stop a person from living their life and going out and finding joy. But it does stop something. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that there's, there's what, what should happen and what does happen. And if what happens or doesn't happen for you personally or any other individual does or doesn't happen, uh, I, I can't say that, you know, you feel something wrong or you don't feel something or should, something should happen. Something should happen. But I mean, there are a lot of people who don't just get past it. I've dealt with mental illness my entire life. I've had a lot of people say to me when it comes to depression, well, you know, just fake it till you make it. Just chin up. All that. Just watch a happy it's, movie. It's, it's fucking it's it's bullshit. It's bullshit for my experience that that's how you deal with things. Now, yeah. if I if I was in this character's position, would I say I think that I wouldn't be able to get past what happened to my friend? I have no idea. I haven't been in that situation. But the way that women are treated in this movie and what what causes her character cassie carrie mulligan's character to to behave the way that she behaves it's one of those things this is what really happens like for many many years a lot of people mostly white people but a lot of people you could say to them you know black people get pulled over by the police a lot more than than white people and a lot of white people would go i that's not true come on that's ridiculous why would police do that well now you have video not only that that happens a lot but the potentially fatal consequences of that happens a lot guess what you're seeing it. It's not that it just started yeah. happening. So right. if a woman says, I had this experience and it, it didn't affect me the way that um, I think people say it should affect me, that's, that's fine. That might even be wonderful. But to say I was the victim of something and then I, 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 I got past it because I'm strong, that's good for you. But people don't get past it not because they're weak. But because that's what pain and, and trauma and this kind of destruction yeah. is. And this movie does not say that Cassie is getting better in some way or that she's a healthier person by what she's doing. She is clearly Toxic. doomed. Yeah. She's doomed. She's yeah, it's very, it's so that tragic. Kind of, that kind of thinking doesn't resolve. But it's not, it's not thinking. It's feeling. That's the whole point. It's not what it's not. No, she didn't consciously decide. I am upset about what happened to my friend. Therefore, I will do this. No, she felt this agony, and this is how she acted. But also, remember, Debbie, let's, in the context of the film, and, and Sean brought it up, that scene in the pharmacy where they're playing the Paris Hilton song, and everything seems groovy, right? Now, I, when I first saw that guy walk in the, the coffee shop, and he mentioned that he knew the, the guy who she eventually goes to the bachelor party, I knew right then and there that this guy 
was going to be caught up in it. I knew it. Okay. But she didn't know it until her friend showed the video. Right. And her whole life just right then and there done. She was done. And well, she thought her way to whatever's going to happen. Yeah. And, who's going to take the video? And the video suddenly shows up. Okay, that's... Okay, we're talking about movie tropes now. Okay, I got that's it. Not I got a, it. That's not a movie yeah, trope. I mean, There's all kinds of, of, of cases where people have assaults on video. That's not new. That's not fake. That That's just true. People videotape all kinds of... No, no, not that it was videotaped. No. That it just suddenly... No, here it is. You know, Molly Shannon... Here Not Molly Shannon. It was the Allison Bree, was Allison Bree's character, who was hiding Allison something Bree, from yeah. the get go. And, and Allison, right. okay, and Allison yes. Bree had. Okay, that's a, Allison that's, Bree was taught a lesson, and what she took my out point of that is, lesson right, was that's what triggered that coming up. Yeah, right. maybe, maybe she maybe didn't think it was a big deal at the time, and then when she had it happen to her, or thought it had it happened to her, right. She had a whole different perspective. Well, that's a so typical. That it it, it, it doesn't matter it until it happens right, well, well, to you. Well, 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 right. well, I have a question. That's the, the lack of empathy, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. It, did it happen or did it not happen to her? Did the guy mean? have it's... sex with her? Because he said, do you still want to do this? And she said, yes. No, Allison Bree's character? Yeah. No. I don't. I, no. The way I read it is that the guy did not actually did sexually. Not. She said, she said. The punishment was not. The punishment was not. I'm going to pay this guy to rape you. The punishment was I'm going to let you think. Right. You don't know what happened. Yeah. And you don't know what happened because you were drunk and then you didn't have that agency. The whole, the whole, the whole thing is about how people are, are vulnerable and don't have the agency to say, I want to do or not do things. That's literally what the men do to her. Every time she takes them home, they, I'm not, I don't feel like the movie had scenes where she took people home and, uh, and they actually took care of her. I'm sure that does happen. I mean, I, I, I've never taken anybody home and taken advantage of them when they were drunk. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that it's not real. But it's it's possible if she did it 100 times that three guys, five guys, 10 guys really just took her back to her apartment. That's not that's not the bulk of the experience. But that that doesn't make it. That could more be the black true. marks and the red mark. Who knows? Right. Now, yeah, that, we don't, we don't happier, know what the colors are. Would you have been happier if she was actually like this was a serial like? She was killing these guys at the end. That's what Sean said. Yeah. Macabre, like black comedy. Would that yeah, have been better? Would you what? have been happier? I don't know. I, like Jerry said, I think we've seen that before. I don't want this is a little last house on the left. No, I Both want first. this movie to be fixed. This is what I would do. I would just, you know, start with this woman who's stuck in this revenge mode. And this guy comes along and, you know, changes her mind to do these things you know that she's been doing this behavior the doctor the doc- yeah you're saying for the doctor to be you want the doctor to be the life. hero that saves her no it would be her coming to herself not you know why through the she- doctor by the doctor why being she- the- why does a woman you know go and spend all you know she's up towards the end and then she this happens she's obviously she's because not, she's been traumatized she's traumatized right exactly. and this is this is she's her not rational reaction to it. And everybody's reaction to something like no that. rational decision is yeah, going to come out of this brad is right it's it's not, it was rational what she did right <laughs> well here's the thing let's take a look at it this way we let's um, i'm sure everyone here saw the original death which would be right back in that case once again it was not drew lead what he t- just coming right back the dog did something Okay. Did the dog make a bad choice? Might have. Might have. Okay. Okay. So we've all seen Death Wish or, you know, shame on you if you haven't with Charles Bronson. In that case, once again, the wrong was not committed to him. 
Some people broke in. They raped his wife and daughter. Jeff Goldblum. And wife, and the wife died. And he, who was once a conscientious objector, goes on a revenge spree, you know, killing people unrelated to the crime. And I think that's what made the first film work and the remake with Bruce Willis didn't because, you know, because suddenly he's going after the real people. You know, the, the randomness of it, you know, sort of, well, let's not get to the sequel. But the reality is the audience cheered every time um, he shot somebody. Not only that, at the end, when he goes, he's leaving and he's going to Chicago, I believe, and he's in the airport. And there's some kids acting up and, you know, he goes like that with his hand, like he's going to shoot him. And the audience is relieved. That yeah, but his, you know, but, but Sean, honestly, but what I'm here's saying is, Sean. it's because she's a woman in this film that people are having it there. If oh, it was a and, man, and, and every guy knows you've maybe in that position at one point in your life. In yeah. Death Wish, in Death Wish, I would never think I'm a rapist that's going to rob and kill and do all that. In this movie, you go, you know, I might have been in that position 10 years ago. I don't know. So that's the difference. You can't, you know, there's no cathartic thing because you might be the, it might have been you're the problem. Yeah, well, you see, I don't have that same feeling. I only went on three dates. I only okay, well, girls. okay, okay, well, <laughs> you know, maybe. I wish I, I wish I had more experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. Uh, I don't know where Drew went. Let's. Uh, when he gets back, we'll rate this thing. Well, what? Guy. <laughs> what? Did you say rape this thing? Yeah. Rate. You got oh. rape on the. You got rape on the brain. You're the problem. Hey, oh. four out of. <laughs> what's it? Four out of five movies were rapey, or is it three out of four? I want well. to hear Mojo's. What's her? What is her? Well, she, she liked it. Well, wait. Uh, let let Drew put his headphones on. Drew, we're All gonna right. rate this thing now. Rate. First, I want to know, what did the dogs do? Did the dog make a bad choice? It was a thank you. It was a it was a kitten this time, and uh, it, it's it's true. When I when I work with the animals that live in my house, I, I more than anything want them to make good choices, and sometimes you can see that they're not doing that. So, all right, we're gonna rate. We're moment. gonna yippee kaye this one. Okay, we're gonna start with Brad, since Wojo. Brad and Wojo oh. both get a thumbs oh. up. John. Um, I give uh, Carrie Mulligan a big thumbs up. I give the movie a thumbs down. The yippee ki nay, you mean? yippee ki nay. That's a Roger Ebert thing. We can't do that. Oh, that's uh, right. Sean I'm sorry. That's Debbie. copyrighted. I definitely give Carrie a um, Mulligan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like that's that. twice. That's I twice. Know. I laugh both times. It's still funny. Awful. Okay. Awful. Oh wow. But Sean? that means you didn't like what she did, and you're giving her another chance, right? Yeah, yeah, whole- yeah she'll give her another <laughs> That's chance. That's what a mulligan is, right? <laughs> I think there'll be a sequel. We'll find out that she wasn't really dead. Yeah. If this movie makes more money, we'll see. Sean? Well, I'm not against the themes of the movie, but I do. I am against structurally some of the stuff that was in it. It's just I felt lazy screenwriting at times. You know, I I think, you know, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thumbs down on the movie, but I thought there were some very. You mean yippee ki nay? You guys with the thumbs down? <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> I I was what the hell's it branding for? <laughs> Jesus. You Drew. see, I hate to say it, but I don't know how to react to a movie now that Roger Ebert's dead because I, I, oh, I know he was. Yeah, he'd be. Go ahead, Drew. Well, I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm gonna say yippee ki nay. This is one of my favorite movies of last year, and I, I hope because I haven't seen all the Oscar nominees yet, but I hope when I see stuff that I really want to see, like Another Round or Minari, 
um, if they if they have uh, as much of a, an effect on me as this movie, that'll have been a very good year in the award season because I thought this movie was spectacular. And the only thing I can say about this movie that I am sorry about is that I didn't get a chance to actually see it in the theater because of the pandemic. Do you it, think you would you think you would have had a different experience in the theater, Drew? Well, I think it's important when you live in a world that has movie theaters as part of the experience. I think it's important to go and, and if it's a good movie, which you don't know till you see it, I think it's important to go and, uh, and see movies like this in the theater because I want them to keep making movies like this in the theater. It doesn't mean that movies that go directly to streaming or anything are, are worse or anything like that, but I'm not concerned that they're going to make another five Godzilla movies. I want them to make adult dramas because this, this movie, if it had come out in the seventies, it would have been the big movie of the weekend, like Godzilla was last weekend type of thing. So I think I, I want so to true. encourage, I want to encourage those kind of movies to be made, but also, I mean, this movie, that ending, is genuinely is genuinely shocking that because you think it's it's happening then you think well it's not gonna happen and then and then the light changes from night to day and i would have liked to have been with an audience whatever their reaction was i would have liked to have been in a room with other people you know what that would have been it would have been a quiet room Yeah, I would just, I mean, I just, I, I, you know, listen, I've looked on YouTube for certain moments in movies and and just to see what audience reactions, because people record stuff, you know, of of different things. I think that's really, that's really part of the experience that I've missed. So yes, I I would have been happy to see it in the theater for that reason. But I also think it's just an excellent movie in general. Now I'm going to read it Yippie-ki-yay. And I think our discussion really tapped into what I think the theme of this movie was going for, which is all the little things that we hit on. And, and I think it's a good conversation and I think more people should see this film. And, and I think Carrie Mulligan deserves, uh, if she, if she wins the Oscars, she definitely deserves. I don't even know who's up. I have no idea about the Oscars, not a clue, but this made me a huge fan. I thought she was great. This was the first year. I have not followed the Oscars. completely. Yeah. Yeah, even the guy that's the guy at the end who helps his buddy, burn the body basically i i've seen him he was in the the big short as one of the uh brokers and uh he had a bit part in that but i guess i just found i found a lot of these people really good and even a boy the the doctor boyfriend was uh, uh yeah good. bo burnham i thought he gave one of the best lines the guy um who helped burn the body he's like you killed this yeah killed the hooker what is this a 90s movie right i mean they really they were going he played he played schmidt in the new girl and he is the classic yeah. he's the, he's part of the casting brilliance of the movie yeah it's, the nice a number guy of people yeah. that played nice jewish boys yeah their roles and that they were evil right evil in this movie anyway anyway and thank you guys for your I, I, honesty listen. in the conversation you clearly watched it and and and, and engaged with it seriously and whether you liked it or not isn't relevant I and honestly i think this honest. i wish i'd have seen it a second time because until I, until i got here i didn't know what i was going to say this is the film i would have liked to have seen two or three times before i really spoke on it but um Okay, well, so. if you guys want to do this again next week, we can certainly talk about it. <laughs> well, Speaking of next week, we've got the wheel ready to go. Go ahead, Debbie, you going to say something or are you good? If you rewatch this movie one more time, you will see that she she mastermind her own death. That's no question about that. I don't think that's a question. Right. I think she knew going to, down. I think she knew. Chances are because she threw all her stuff away. Chances are she was going to die one way yeah, or another. There was a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I don't think that's the issue there. The issue was no. how she died. Yeah. You know, rape is bad, but murder is really worse. 
That's how we're going to end this. Maybe. Okay. Well, I'll, here, I'll say I'll right. say one other thing that I that I forgot to mention. The soundtrack of the we, movie. Got to spin the wheel, please. Is amazing. the The score is amazing, yeah. and I the, thought it was um, very Bernard Herrmann is amazing. Places. But yeah. the the scene where she's walking, basically a doomed walk, is which was what Debbie is saying uh, to the bachelor party, is a as a, a string cover of Britney Spears Toxic. It's one of the greatest pop songs ever. And the way that that, the way that that song is used in the movie and the way that it works is, is, uh, it's just very powerful and very moving scene. So I, I think I this is one of those movies that makes all good. sorts of great choices. And uh, by yeah. the way, hashtag free Britney. There you go. <laughs> now back to the show. We're going to spin the wheel. We only have four spinnies on this one. So get ready. I'm not joking. I think she should be freed. I so agree. last week we had seven spinnies, and this week we only have four? Okay. I forgot to take the other ones off. Jeez, you guys are tough. Okay, here we go. You see the four? John, Debbie, Three. Brad, Sean. Ready? Oh, God. Oh, we're gonna have, oh, hey, stop, John. I've never had dark hair like it's going to be a happy film. So, Yeah, that's yeah. Right? That's going to suck, huh, Ralph? Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Black and white, baby. Black and white. <laughs> yeah, I just might. I might go classic. Oh, you mean like Schindler's I, I was... List? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. I'm sorry. That was awful. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of interesting. Good discussion. We always not, say I, that I discussions you. like this make good, uh, good podcasts. Yeah. Debbie, we appreciate everything you say. Sean, everybody, this is awesome. So. He's really coming out with some secret stuff on this podcast. I didn't think he was going to go there. You know good. about your life, baby. I'm I want to be a doctor. Huh? I'd like to be a doctor the way you look up to them. Oh, yeah. I lo- you I don't look up to podcasters really. the same way? Huh? Podcasters <laughs> and editors, you don't look the same way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the arts, you know? It's, it's art. Art. Our arts, our artists. Are we still, is this still part of the show right now? We're in. This is the okay. show. I just want to make sure. All right. That's no, it. I All have right, so Gabby, are artists you, what? the way doctors are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that. Next week, spotlight. <laughs> John, let us know in a couple days. I certainly oh, will. If spotlight right. comes up, I may have to talk about some things I experienced. Okay. Here we if go you do, you're, you don't have to so be. Let's not do spotlight. all right everybody have a safe week uh sean and i are getting our vaccines tomorrow at the same place and and, uh drew's wife kelly's getting it so we'll have a little uh congratulations everybody you can actually happy for some of you people in person if if anything drink some alcohol then afterwards if you can't take an aspirin drink some alcohol I will. Oh, I have to bowl. I, I don't know which yeah, arm. I'm going to get stuck in my right arm. You have to bowl so you can't drink? What? No, I have to. I'm going to get stuck in the right arm so I can bowl with my left arm. Oh, okay. See what happens. So. Are right. they going to give you right. a choice? Debbie was done on different arms on different weeks. So I guess you could choose which one you start. I, I think we can choose. So, uh, Drew, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. I hope choose. you have wonderful weather for your wedding. For Max's wedding this weekend. It's going to be cloudy, yes. but 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 not rainy. So it's okay. Good. Wonderful Enjoy. Time. Thank you. All right, guys. Everybody have a safe week. Bye. Bye. Bye.